Hey everybody, how's it going? It's Ricky Warwick here from Black Star Writers, and you are watching CMS TV. From the latest release from Dokken. Just like a rose from heaven comes down and uh, starting off the show tonight, we heard uh, Pantera with Goddamn Electric and uh, a guy who uh, actually witnessed that electric in person, my good friend and partner, Chris Aiken. What's going on, Chris? What is up, sir? How are we doing? Uh, it's good to be back after a week away. Okay, if you say so. Oh, no. <laughs> well, for me it is. I, I always look forward to doing the show with you. I'm just cold. It's cold in my office. And really? I, I, I thought it was a good, nice day there today. It's in the 30s right now. Oh. It's fucking cold in this office, so I've got the heater in it. But I didn't come in here until like three minutes until, so it's like taking a little bit to warm up. No prep work for you, Pally. No, plus I'm doing the barefoot thing, so my fucking feet are cold, which makes everything cold. So. You're like a bohemian over there. I'm like a caveman. <laughs> got the got the Fred Flintstone feet going on. I do. Except you don't have Wilma in a skimpy little dress bringing you drinks in a in a rock uh, in a yeah. tumbler. Yeah, she's not vacuuming with a fucking elephant or something. <laughs> and you're not over there playing records with the beak of a of a pterodactyl. No, I'm not. Just <laughs> <laughs> making Flintstone references. Yep, exactly. We're, we're like Might old. as well keep it current, like 1963. <laughs> <laughs> we're like old as fuck. We are. <laughs> but uh, we're we're back, obviously, and and uh, personally, I'm I'm glad to be back. I always miss doing the show, and when I'm away, I, I enjoy the time off and you know going and doing different things. But I always miss uh, doing the show too. So, uh, gotta gotta you know choose make a choice between the two. And last week, I chose to be out on the road. Yeah, I don't blame you. Yeah, and you did the same. I did the same. I I made that choice. What? A year before. Yeah, I know. It, 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 it was like a long time in coming, and then it snuck up on you so quick, and then it was a debate. Am I going to go? Am I not going to go? Am I going to stay a day? Do I just turn around and come home? What What? What do I do? Dude, and that's literally what it was. It was, it was an entire day spent debating. Do I go early? Do I, do I find out what time Metallica's going on or Pantera's going on? Do I uh, time it? Do I stay? Do I go to the hotel first? Do I wait and go to the hotel after in case I decide not to? You know, it was just nonstop decisions all day long about do I do I stay or do I go kind of a thing. Sure. <laughs> but it was fun. I definitely had a good time. Well, let's let's get into it then. I don't have anything else on my yeah. aside from the fact that both you and I were out and about over the weekend and seeing music acts. Yeah, it was, well, on my side, it was, uh, you know, it was a Friday drive, which, you know, to me, I hate. Well, I mean, if it, if it isn't to the sheets down the road, that, that's, that's right. That's too far as it is. That's right. If, if they can't, I don't know why they can't play the Roxino, but they made me go to Detroit, <laughs> which Detroit is a shitty town. You think so? Can we just. I, I think I think Cleveland is like just one step behind. Cleveland seem now again, maybe it's because it's unfamiliar territory to me that it all feels a little 
dirtier and scarier and everything else. Well, it is dirty and it is scary. I will tell you that from personal experience. I've been in and out of Detroit countless times over the decades. Yeah, it's a shithole. Holy yes. cow. Yes, it is. No. So, but yeah, so I, I, I go up, I left, I went up to the show. I found out what time Wolfie was playing. Okay. And I, cause I, I sort of wanted, the only other time I've really had to see Wolfie was at that plush show. And I really only saw him like for like 37 seconds because I had to rush back here to do the show. Right. So I, I really hadn't seen Wolfie. So I, I made, I made sure that I got there for that. And he went on early as fuck. Six o'clock hit the stage. Okay. I mean, it was early. And, but I got there. Um, I, I, I'm going to get a zero for being for effort tonight, but guy that sent me the information on the parking situation. Thank you. And I, I don't know his name. I don't know it. And I, can't even find it i don't remember where where i got it from but one of our fans about two weeks in advance sent me some information on parking yes so i wouldn't get totally fucked in the parking situation and he was absolutely correct and i only paid 35 dollars. so oh, right that was that was fairly good you know so thank you to that person but um so yeah i got there go in see that big dumb stage it's a big dumb stage. <laughs> well, I got to admit, though, and it's been a long time since I was there. I think I was there in, boy, want to say 08 or 09, somewhere around there. Right. Again, I haven't been there since, but that stadium's pretty nice. Yeah, it's brand new. I think it's brand new, isn't it? It's not well, old. It was, it was new when I went in, in 08. Yeah. So well, I guess that's not new anymore. That's it's like 13 years old or so, at least. Yeah. At least a dozen years old, if mm -hmm. not not a little older but anyway go ahead yeah nice room acoustics not the greatest yeah they're not can... they're not meant for music it's a, no. a, a sports it's an it's a sports uh, venue mm -hmm. but it, it was cool wolfie wolfie came out played oh five or six tunes played a few that i knew you know he was good didn't belong on the bill at all that's for sure <laughs> yeah you know he he just did doesn't why he's on that show is because his dad had money and he uses it. I'm assuming no other reason for Wolfgang Van Halen to be on that show. Didn't draw people. There was, if there was 15,000 in there at the time Wolfie played, I would be surprised. Okay. Well, it, it is was, early on a Friday. I mean, people yeah. weren't even home from work yet. Yeah. Well, there's that. For those, but, who, for those of those who still work in Detroit. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say, who's that? <laughs> those that, those that what bus in for the show probably. Cause, right. <laughs> but he was cool. And, um, you know, then Pantera came on after they were fucking great, you know, fucking hostile. They were, they were there. They, they played an hour, maybe, maybe a couple minutes more, maybe a couple minutes less, but it was right at about an hour. Uh, good set. Not great. It was greatest hits. Didn't play a single song from my from um, reinventing the steel or Great Southern Trenkill. You know, just just it was all first three records. It was all the walk, this love, Cowboys from Hell. Oh, it's the it's the hits. It's the hits. It's yeah. the hits tour. 
which is fine. It wasn't bad. I, I would rather see them lie or in, on a headlining show where they would do like 16, 17 tunes, but they played, I think, 10 maybe. Okay. So I, I, I enjoyed it. I'm going to tell you about the stage, though. Before we get into Metallica, well, I, I got lots of questions because I right. I was not there, and sure. we had a lot of discussion to the run up of you going. Mm-hmm. So, so you know, you had a lot of preconceived notions prior to going. So, so go ahead with your story. Well, the stage I hated. I'm not going to tell any. I didn't. I hated it, but I did not hate it as much as I did from watching YouTube videos of it. Okay. It was definitely better in person than it is watching it in a YouTube video, which I guess that's obvious, but but it was um it, it was still too big, mm-hmm. way too big. So Pantera comes out, they they start their set, um, you know, and they're all in one spot over by where the drum kit is. Then they just spread out like they're allergic to each other. It's like Phil goes this way, Zach goes this way, Rex I wasn't paying attention to anyway, but he went some other way, and they were all over the place. Like they were they were completely spread out. And this became a theme for both them and Metallica. I swear to God, I spent more time just looking around for members of bands than I did enjoying any any of their songs. You were distracted just trying to figure out where everybody is. Yeah, because like you know, dude, when you when you see a show like and and you see a song that you know, like you know, you were at Dockin this weekend. I, I'm sure they played um give me a fast song that they played. Anyone. Tooth and nail. Tooth and nail, fine. Mm-hmm. You know when Don stops singing and it goes to the solo, right? Right. So if you're out front, you automatically know to go and turn your head because you know that it's shifting to the guitar solo. Sure. On this, you hear a song, you get to the guitar solo, and you're like, "Okay, where the fuck is that guy?" Yeah, where do you? Where is he? You know, because you're watching the singer, <laughs> right? And the singer might be a hundred and fifty yards away from the guitar player, right? It was the weirdest goddamn experience ever, and it did not feel very bandy at all. Yeah, I mean, it's it, it, you're like in a, a large space with music. Yeah, but 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 it's not a performance you're watching. You're just hearing the noise. You're hearing the noise. You're trying to watch it. They did have a zillion cool lasers. Pantera didn't get any of them, but they had a zillion cool lasers and things on the stage. But it was like. You know, it's like, all right, here comes that Dimebag solo, or here comes that Zach solo. There he is. You know, by the time you find him, he's done with the solo, and then Phil's back. Whoa! And you're like, oh, where'd he go? Because he was over there before, yeah, but now he's somewhere else. He moved somewhere. <laughs> yeah. The only thing that was consistent was anytime they had something with drums, you knew where Charlie was. Right, so you could kind of anchor to that. Right, of course. And and it was it, it's weird because all three bands i kind of anchored on the drummers i watched the drum i watched a ton of lars i watched a ton of charlie and i watched whoever the guy is that plays drums for wolfie because at least i knew i could turn that direction and see somebody playing music so it was 
it was it, it was weird it was definitely a weird experience for me mm-hmm. but pantera was cool but pantera got done fairly early you know as you can imagine they finished it like 8 15 8 30 somewhere i didn't i wasn't paying that much attention but it was fairly early and i had it in my head you know i i had totally at that point at that point in the night i had de- made the decision i was leaving yeah because well if i leave now i'll be home by midnight yeah and and while pantera was kick ass and and wolfie was good neither neither wowed me so much that i was like oh i gotta fucking stay for metallica you know i've seen metallica i've seen them i know better than they're gonna be and i had that all in my mind so then i just was like well i'm gonna give them two songs and if they don't if they don't blow me away in two songs i'm out of here but at least if i see two songs i can kind of say well i saw them you know it seems dumb to drive all that way and not see metallica for two seconds you know what i mean yeah i agree and especially since it was early if it was if it was even a half hour later i would have just left right but since it was so early i was like well i could still get out of here by nine and get home by midnight and see a little metallica so that was my my brain kicking and beat the crowd in traffic yes and so i was like okay i'll i'll wait i'll wait it out metallica comes out one two punch creeping death and harvester of sorrow how long was the changeover not too long maybe 25 minutes maybe all right cool i mean it was pretty quick i mean I, I, I'm assuming they have everything underneath the stage. Well, you would hope everything works like clockwork. Yeah. I mean, it just was like, zoop, zoop. Those drums are gone. You know, there's nothing to change on the stage. I mean, nothing, you know, some mats because Pantera had some mats down that that's all they really changed. Move some microphones around sound, you know, that kind of a deal. (laughs) Yeah, just to, just to get the levels and all that. Yeah, I mean, that's about all they really do. And then it's like Metallica comes out, and they just sort of walk on and do it. And and I, I just was like, I Creeping Death is my favorite Metallica opener. They open most of the shows that I've ever seen them play. They opened with Creeping Death. Okay. So with them opening with Creeping Death, they just stuck the hook in my cheek and pulled. <laughs> You know, they just totally had me. And then Harvester right behind it was excellent as well. So, and then they came back with Through the Never, which even though it's Black Album, I still was digging. Okay. So how, how was James sounding? Did he sound angry, James, or was he just sort of? It wasn't the fruity, happy James that we've gotten used to. It, it, it was, it wasn't full on, I hate you, James, but it was. He wasn't barking harvester of sorrow. Yeah, he kind of was. Really? He was. He had. He had a little more grit going than. So he had a little bit of little barking going on. There. Yeah, and he had he had some aggression going for the whole night, which was really good. So yeah, he sounded good. I mean, the whole band sound, sounded good. They sound good. You know, I don't care what John Drake and others say about Lars. I know he's not as good as he used to be, but he keeps time but who is yeah he keeps time you know that's that's all he needs to do is keep the time and make his dumb faces and stand up and go (laughs) you know all his stupid shit that he does but you know i i just was kind of like you know i was into it and then through the never hit and was like okay 
It's a good tune, a, not an overplayed tune from the Black Album. So they had me. So at that point, I just was like, I'm staying for the whole thing. All right. And I did. I stayed. The, the whole set was probably two, Nine, two, two oh, hours, maybe a little more. More than two hours. It was 16 tunes. I know that. And right. I only know that because I pulled the set list up. But okay. they only played really two songs that I just was like, can we get through this one? <laughs> you know, they played fucking Nothing Else Matters. And they played um, Fuel, which I'm on record a million times as saying I fucking hate. Sure. But they, they played those two. The whole rest of the set was mostly old and and brand new stuff that I hadn't seen. So, you know, was, the old stuff was like Leper Messiah, um, Sad But True, uh, Seek and Destroy, Master of Puppets. Um, the newer stuff they played was stuff I like, like Hardwired. Uh, the day that never comes, which is, uh, you know, to me is like the sequel to one because it starts real slow and then just builds up at the end. Um, they played shadows follow, which is a really good one off of 72 seasons played Lux Eterna, which is another fast straight to the point, old school sounding tune, right? Uh, fade to black made it in there. Orion made it in there. I mean, it was a good set. Well, it how, was, about, how about the how about the uh, the MTV staples, the Enter Sandman's? Not my night, really. All did right. not see Enter Sandman. Did not see one. That would have been Sunday then. That was the Sunday show. All right. Or se- yeah, yeah, Sunday. And I did not see those songs. I did not see um, King Nothing or or Ain't My Bitch. If they, I don't know what they played on Sunday, but I I'm assuming they played Enter Sandman and won. And I did not see those songs. Okay. And I don't care. Honestly, I've seen them every every tour since 1991 or whatever. So I don't care if I ever see those two songs again. Well, so. not, not you, but I know that the uh, you know the the casual Metallica fan is expecting to hear those songs. They may be, but um, you know they they thankfully didn't give me those. Okay. They um, I just pulled up their the set list that night and. It's not even close. They played. Yeah, I'm glad I didn't. Now that I'm seeing the set list, I'm really glad I didn't so stay for got, this. So you got the better night. I definitely got the better night. The night, the second night is Whiplash, Whom the Bell Tolls, Ride the Lightning. Those three are good. Dirty Window. Mm, no. 72 Seasons, If Darkness Had a Sun, sanitarium you must burn call to cthulhu unforgiven wherever i may roam moth into flame fight fire with fire whiskey in the jarro oh uh one and sandman no no that's not a good night i would have been pretty angry if i made the night this the drive for the second night you got the more aggressive evening i got well yeah i did and i got the old school night that's for sure that was the more aggressive yep so yeah, I I lucked out. I caught a good sh- a good show. Took forever and a fucking day to get out of the parking lot. <laughs> I think the show ended at like eleven ish, maybe, and I got to my car at like I don't know eleven thirty or so. Okay, and sat. You <laughs> know, I just sat there for a while, and up. I probably got out of the parking lot at 12 30 okay all so right 
I made it home by I, it was it was a little before four. So so how did you keep yourself awake on the road? Well, it's funny you asked that because <laughs> because I know, uh, but dude, dude, I I drove a truck for a living, sure, for a lot of years, and I understand long days and driving. Mm -hmm. You know, especially you know in the in the middle of the night or into the early part of the morning, it's just like, okay, what do you do to stay awake? Yeah, well, I just I I honestly I made the decision coming out of the set. I was so amped up from the show. That I was like, oh, I can make this drive, no problem. Because I what I did have a hotel reserved. Okay. And I and I just didn't. I was like, ah, I don't need that. I can make it home, no problem. So I get out on the highway. By the time the sitting around for an hour, where everything starts to shut down, but I still felt pretty energetic when I finally got out. So I get out. I'm probably 20 minutes down the road. All of a sudden, it's like. Oh, yeah. Whoa. What I'm talking about. Yeah. So down go the windows, on goes the air conditioner, up goes the stereo. <laughs> and I just made it home. I just blasted Pantera and Metallica all the way home with the windows down and the air conditioner on and just froze myself awake. <laughs> Number one, I-75 is not a pleasant ride. It's right. bumpy as fuck. Mm -hmm. and, and then once you get on the Ohio turnpike, then, then that's just boring. Right. There's blackness, you know, just so once mm -hmm. you hit Toledo or, you know, once you hit Toledo and get on the Ohio turnpike, it's just blackness out there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Look at me getting crushed here. Chris, you bitch, you huffed and you puffed and you stayed the whole time. You deserve the ABC book. Well, it's a good thing I deserve it. Cause I have it. <laughs> <laughs> wonder if I have it right here. Yeah, I do. We still haven't even finished that. No, no, I but I do. Like, I think we got up to like M or something. Yeah, I have it right here. It's so, sitting right under this yeah, box. We, set. we actually need to finish that book. Yeah, at some point, yeah. It's like a novel for us. That's right. <laughs> no, he's right. I, I did not expect to stay. I really didn't. Well, but. I mean, it was, a, it was a flip of the coin. I mean, yeah. it, it came out lame and it wasn't... Uh, you know, it wasn't aggressive or it just wasn't, you know, it just sounded like same old, same old. I guarantee you would have booked. Yeah. Look, I'm getting crushed here, man. Jesus. Really? Yeah. I guess Chris didn't walk after Pantera. <laughs> Oop. It wasn't time for Chris to disappear after Pantera. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I'm a faggot. Whatever. Man, I can live with that. I can live with some blips on the screen telling me I'm a faggot. I can right. live with that. Oh, that hurts my feelings. Man. Yeah, whatever. You pick on my friend Chris. That actually hurts me. <laughs> <laughs> but overall, good time. Um, you know, definitely, definitely think, though, that I'm probably done with big shows. I can't. I didn't enjoy it enough to keep doing this anymore. Right. You know, it just. Oh, now, mind you. And I know you're aware of it, but, mm -hmm. uh, you know, I know I see that, uh, Pantera has announced a new round of shows in the new year. Mm -hmm. So are you thinking of seeing any of them? No, the closest okay. is the closest is grand rapids. I'm not driving that far. Oh, yeah, I get that. That's the closest to me of the, of the new round. If there was a Cleveland show and it wasn't blossom, maybe. Okay. But. 
Yeah, I, I really, dude, I'm telling you, man, I, I just, I'm not wired for it anymore. You're not hardwired? No, I've, <laughs> I've self-destructed. I've already self-destructed. You know, I, I just, I mean, it, was it fun? Sure. Was it so much fun that I can't wait to do it again? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. And like, as an example, a show that I kind of want to see is this new Sammy Hagar, the Van Hagar show that they announced this week i I saw the announcement and i'd love to go see it and it's at blossom zero chance i'm going okay don't care i could probably make a call and get tickets because i know the i know a manager guy that's tied to it not gonna bother i just don't i just don't want to go out to this shit anymore i'll go to small stuff i'll go to stuff at the roxino or the you know the I don't know, the Masonic Temple or whatever, maybe. But you know the venue where we saw Michael Francis? Yes. If it's that big or bigger, I'm not going anymore. Okay. Even that felt a little too big for what I want to do these it, days. It, big theater. Yeah, it's too much. Right. It's just I want to just go. You know what I want to do now? I want to go somewhere that has tables where I can sit at a table, have a drink or three, and just chill. I get you. Like a comedy club type yeah. environment. Gotcha. So fun time. Yes. Will I be looking for more Metallica or Pantera? Probably not. You know, just think of, I think it's out of my system. <laughs> well, would you like to take a call? Oh, sure. Hail and kill caller. You're on the air. Hail and kill you mighty legend. Hello, Tim. What's going on, Tim? How are you? I'm awesome. Awesome. I was just wondering if you had any inside information about whether Pantera and Metallica may come to Australia. I do have inside information on that. You ready? Don't tell anybody. Yep. No. (laughs) (laughs) And I just wanted to make a quick comment about the Sammy Hagar tour. Okay. I'd give my right arm to see that. And speaking about big stadium shows, I went and saw a Motley Crue and Def Leppard on the weekend last Saturday. How was it? All the haters, all the haters be damned. There is no way I was I was on the floor near the front. There is no way the whole thing was on track. Absolutely no way. Absolutely no way. And John Five absolutely freaking killed it. So okay. Damn, because because both bands and yes, Vince did. I think Vince Neil had some vocal help, probably, absolutely. Was he lip syncing? No way, no way. Was Tommy Lee not playing drums? Absolutely no way. John Five said in a recent interview that they used a lot of tapes for for background vocals and stuff, but a lot of bands do that. Wasp does that, but but. It was unreal, and I'd go a hundred times over. Well, all right. All right. Fair enough. Hail and kill. <laughs> yes. There goes the music aficionado Tim James from Australia. Well, let's see. Here's the Australian show. Let's see how, how they sound. Let's see how awesome they are. Let's see how great they are here. It's awesome. It's unreal. 
Let's see here. Pop that up there. Here we go. All right. Why is John Five just walking around in a circle over here? You see that he's just wa- watch. Wow. I, I, I am watching him. And what is he wearing? What is that? I don't know. I guess that's the John Five coat. I don't know. Okay, that's the just, ghost coat. I know. That's what I was thinking. It just kind of looks bizarre. Dumb. <laughs> what the hell are you wearing? Yeah, let's see. can maybe believe that that they're playing i'm not so sold on vince are you no not really i mean it's hard to tell i mean yeah i mean so is this a floor show only because obviously you know nobody up here that's for sure nope i don't know Mm, maybe their stadiums are different than ours it could be and there might be more. Maybe those are like the seats that they don't sell because of uh, obstructed view or something. Yeah, the view, right. Yeah, well, let's see if we can find anything else with a different view. Why are they playing in the middle of the day? All right, let's see this. Well, that looks like an, is that is that a stadium or is that an arena? It says Marvel Stadium, whatever oh, that is. Yeah, because I can't tell if that's indoor or outdoor. Yeah. Let's hear what this sounds like. Hold on. Oh, fuck you, Tommy. I just think Tim probably goes to these shows and sings all the words, so he thinks that it's Vince. <laughs> he just thinks it's Vince, but it's really him singing them in his head. <laughs> like, there's no way he could have listened to that and thought, oh, man, that's pretty fucking good. Yeah, who knows? Whatever. Hey, I'm glad he enjoyed it. Oh, yeah, that's the, that's the whole idea of going to the shows. I mean, it's just it's just a, it's an event. Yeah. Well, good for you, Tim. Glad you had Glad you had some fun. You know, good on you, sir. So, 
Well, anyway. At least people are like getting out of the house. Yeah, that is true. Get out of the house and go do something, you know. Mm. I mean, it's it, it may not be it may not be uh, perfect or anything, but at least it's an event and you're just out and doing something. Yeah, you got to get out and do. Lord knows I don't do enough stuff out of the house and I will say it was good to get the fuck out of here for a day. Mhm. You know, that was considering I didn't do that at all this week, you know, I could use a I could use another day already. Yeah, so well good. So, oh, so what I was going to ask you about your, your experience. Yeah. So from a, from a seat standpoint, where were you, you know, in relation to the stage? I mean, were you up like on seats or were you? Yeah, I was in seats. I was. Were you up, were you up high or were you medium? Mid, mid. I was in section 319, which they have, you know, like every other place, 135. So I was kind of in the middle, middle bowl, so, I guess. So you were almost, almost eye level with the stage, maybe just a little higher. Yeah. If you were looking at the Metallica, the Metallica, I'll put this back on the screen just for a second. If this was the Metallica scene, that's about what my view was. Okay. About that far away, maybe a little bit further than that, but um, about that far, maybe back a little. I mean, I could see, okay. It's just the goddamn stage was so freaking big. You know, it just was, it was just big. So, so yeah, I mean, it was okay. Not, not terribly close, not terribly far. Didn't matter. I don't know. You know, I, I get what Metallica is trying to do with this thing. They're trying to make it so that everybody has a decent seat. And that's what they did. Everybody, no matter how much money you spent has a decent seat. Mm -hmm. Nobody has a good seat because the stage is so big that it, if you paid if you paid and got in the front row or in the snake pit or any of that even in the snake pit unless you're the best seat in the snake pit is right dead set in the middle of it because anywhere else you're you're going to be far away from the guys at some point yeah sure so there there really is not a great seat in the house it just was it, it, and and again I'm not bitching it was it was fine it just was by far the worst Metallica stage I've ever yeah, seen. Because it, you just don't feel like you're uh, like you're involved. You're just on a peripheral. Yeah. You know that that's kind of a, a how it felt. It it was not a whole lot different than watching a movie in like a IMAX or something. Right. It was just so big and too big for. I get why they're doing it so that they could pack in the asses, but mm, I, I wouldn't see it twice. Just a mammoth show. Yes. And not just the wolfy mammoth. <laughs> That's uh well, I, I know that uh, you had a lot of trepidation about going and now that you've gone and seen it and conquered and come back. Now, you know that you won't be going anymore. Yeah, now it's done. <laughs> so, so now, so now the, uh, you know, the temptation next time there's an announcement, you're not going to go. What was that? What? I heard a noise. Like, oh, not here. Oh, that's weird. But, uh, yeah, it was just kind of a weird, uh, you know, for you to go and then you go, eh, yeah, yeah, I'm not doing that anymore. Yeah, I'm just sort of over it, I think. Okay, fair enough. But it was fun. I, I definitely had fun. So, now, how was it going on your own? I like that. You, you, that I liked. You you like going by yourself, huh? Yep, I most certainly did. Not having anybody 
to deal with was great. <laughs> Not having anybody to slow me down, tell me where to go, tell me where to stop, tell me to let's get it, let's get dinner here, let's do that. No. <laughs> it was really good to leave whenever the fuck I wanted to. Not have to say, okay, we're leaving at four, so be right. ready by three thirty, so that right. you're ready by five. Sure. You know, not having to deal with any of that bullshit. I did not mind it at all. I really didn't. So, no crabbing. Yeah. That was that was the that was probably the best part of the whole thing. Yeah, very good. Yeah, yeah. I I did not miss not I did not miss having people. <laughs> That's excellent. Well, uh, you know, as as uh, as uh, you're aware, I also road tripped. You did several days, and it's always an adventure. I'll bet. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I uh, headed out on uh, Thursday, Thursday morning. I had right. to go up into the city, into Chicago, and and pick up the lovely Taylor, and uh, we headed out and um, drove across. Drove across Indiana and Ohio. We made a stop in Akron there. So while okay. you were heading up toward Detroit, I was heading into Akron. Right. Nice. We passed each other on the highway, probably. Yeah, probably. We were on the turnpike. So yeah. we, I probably passed you on the turnpike. Probably did. <laughs> so so uh, I stopped through Akron to go visit with my dad for a couple hours and mm -hmm. uh, sat and, you know, chatted it up with him. And of course, he's like, uh, I thought you were a weekend guy. What are you doing here in the middle of the week? What do you, you know, what, what brings you in here on a Thursday? <laughs> you know, and I said, well, I'm just passing through, you know, I'm going out with uh, my friends in DACA. And he goes, are, and again, are you still hanging out with those guys? <laughs> he, he, he never, he just doesn't get the, why do you do the show? Right. Why, why do you do this thing with these bands? What you know, it's it's always like uh, always a question. Why why are you still doing that? Right. <laughs> you know, like, yeah, yeah, that's that's what I do, you know. Yeah. It's my hobby. It is, pretty much. I'd be like you every time you see me. You still you still growing things in the garden, Dad. <laughs> still? It's been fifty years. <laughs> well, it serves a useful purpose. Yeah. Okay. Well, so does this. It gets you out of fucking the stress of work. Yeah. So uh, we visited for a couple hours there and then drove over to Warren, which is about 45 minutes further east. Right. And checked in. Uh, we They had a hotel for us uh, right right in the, I don't know if you've ever been to Warren, but it's, you know, it's an old Rust Belt town. Yeah. there There isn't really much there to see except some, you know, dilapidated businesses and, you know, it's just sort of a in disrepair. But right. Or trying to regenerate the little downtown area because we were right in the middle of the downtown square of Warren. Down sure. At at a hotel, and it was in an older building, and the hotel was nice and everything, uh, but it was just an older building, so it kind of had a creepier vibe to it. <laughs> right. And it was such a creepy vibe that there was some film crew there actually filming a movie there. Right. Because of the hotel aesthetics, you know, because it was kind of an old, creepy, oldie style hotel. It was clean and everything, but it was just old, you know. Right. So we checked in. And uh, by this time, it was like seven o'clock and, and we hadn't eaten dinner or anything all day. And uh, fortunately, there was a couple of those. And one thing I one thing I have gone to appreciate over the last, say, tech, ten, 10 years or so. Mm -hmm. it, I go to 
you know, cities or towns that I haven't been in before. I like to, uh, I like to uh, go to the um, locally owned restaurant. Oh yeah. You know, instead of going to the Chili's or to the- yeah, get a feel for the town. <laughs> exactly. Right. And, and fortunately right next to the hotel was this nice little, I guess you want to call it a bistro type place. Right. Sir, it was like an Italian place. And they, they serve mostly Italian dishes. And then they serve, if you wanted a steak or something, they serve steaks and things. And uh, CMS Mikey made the trip up to uh, sit and have dinner with us. Okay. So uh, I let Mikey know we had just got to the hotel and he made the trip over and met us at the, at the uh, restaurant. And I had texted Don. I said, hey, uh, have you eaten dinner yet? If not, uh, you know, you want to go to dinner with us. And I didn't hear from him right away. So Mikey showed up, we got, he got, uh, got to the dinner table and we just sat there and ordered and had some cocktails and just catching up and stuff. And then I get a text from Don. He goes, he goes, where are you? I said, well, well, we're two doors over from the hotel. You know, if you want to come over 10 minutes later, here comes Don. Nice. <laughs> so we're, we're sitting there and all these people the people that were in this uh res- restaurant we're getting the yeah hey look at that guy yeah who, who are those people and so of course the waitress she comes over and she goes you guys aren't from around here are you <laughs> it's like no what was your first clue should have lied she said yeah <laughs> live over yeah. on main street yeah exactly <laughs> But we sat there, basically, uh, the place closed up at 11, Okay. but, but Don was on a roll telling stories. Nice. Just, I, I mean, I know people can't, unless you know Don personally, which you do and I do, that guy could tell stories for days. Oh, yeah. And he he can make you laugh. He tells you the funniest fucking stories because he's just no filter. Right. You mm-hmm. know? And we were sitting there and it got to be like 1230 and they left the place open just for us, you know, and, and we were just like, oh, what time are you guys close? Well, we closed at 11, but it's okay. You guys are cool. You can stay. Nice. And it's like, yeah, let's not hold these people up. Let's get the hell out of here. You know, go back. Right. So uh, Friday morning, um, since I was over in the Sharon, Pennsylvania area, I thought, well, here's an opportunity to go over to the original Quaker Steak and Lube. Okay. You know, I hadn't been over there in, boy, 20 years at least. Right. How'd you know that it was in Warren? How did I know what was in Warren? The, the original Quaker Steak and Lube. It's actually in Sharon, Pennsylvania. Oh, okay. That's like a 20-minute drive. Okay. It's like 20 minutes away. Okay. But I lived there as a kid. Oh, so you remember when it opened so, or whatever. So when it was, uh, when they were building the original back in 74, I was mm-hmm. like 10 years old, you know. So, uh, you know, and it's still there and, and, you know, they franchised out now, you know, 40 years later, 50 years later. Sure. uh, So I said, Hey Taylor, you want to go, you know, you want to go to the original Quaker steak and lube. Let's go have lunch. Right. So we made the trip over to Sharon. I literally, like I said, I have not been there in 20 years at least. Right. And so we went and had lunch and. I did a little, little trip around town there just to show her a few things, you know, when I was growing up and that kind of a thing. And we headed back to the hotel and to get ready for the show. And, uh, a lot of people came out, our good friend, George Mahalovic. Okay. Aftershock. He lives sure. in Pittsburgh area. He came out and got a room at the same hotel with us. And, uh, 
uh, Mikey and his parents came out. Right. So <clears throat> Mike Sr. and, and um, Mikey's mom came out. Mikey was there. He, he brought all his camera gear. Um, the guys in Dawkin were very cool about hooking him up with a photo pass. So thank you, John Levin. Yeah, that's he nice. Hooked, he hooked Mikey up with a photo pass for the Pittsburgh show that they had played on Wednesday. And again, on the Friday show uh, in Warren. Okay. So he he took a lot of great pictures. I sent you the folder. Yeah, I did. I took a look. I yeah, was. Did you snag a picture for yourself? I know you were I, looking for a photo. Yeah, I'll I'll tell you why off air. But okay. I I actually needed one. I actually needed a good one. Did you get one? I did. Okay, cool. But uh, anyway, uh, Mikey's showed up, and and um, so some um, detectives from the uh, Summit County Sheriff's Department showed up, and their wives, you know, were with them, and. You know, so it was kind of like a big old home week type thing. Right, sure. People coming in, and of course, everybody was hoping, can you think I can get an autograph? You think I can get some <laughs> pictures? You think I can? I said, it's because I let Don know early. I said, I got a bunch of people coming. Right. So you, you, you got no problem with that? No, 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 no problem. Not at all. Hey, and, and good on them. They brought the brand new album with them. You well, know, that's good. They brought the new CD. They brought the new album. And, uh, you know, to get some things signed and, you know, I made sure everybody got backstage and got, uh, got their stuff signed and, you know, got their pictures and their autographs. Nice. Everybody was happy. So we had a, we had a full dressing room in the back there at the Robin <laughs> theater, you know, that's fine. But, uh, Don, Don took the time to talk to every single person, take a picture with every person, sign, you know, even with his crippled hand, he right. sign autographs and. Chris and BJ and John were very cool and they all took pictures and, you know, just as, just as friendly as could be. You know? So what you're saying is there's two dozen people with Doc and um, Facebook profile pictures now? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> Probably. But everybody left and it was just like, oh, you know, thanks so much. This was the coolest thing ever. And, you know, it was, it, you know, it was good to see you again and blah, blah, blah. So it was quite a very busy evening. Sure. Well, that's fun. You know, so I was glad everybody came out and had a good time. And next, and then uh, just prior prior to the show, you know, Don being Don, uh, we were downstairs and they they had a basement bar at this hotel. Okay, they had you know, obviously served booze and food and all kinds of stuff. So so Don came down prior to the show, and and uh, Mikey's parents were there, and Mikey and me, and Mikey's friend and Taylor and. Uh, Chris, Chris McCarvel, and we were all hanging out in this one area and Don came down. Well, he was just like, oh, I'm just going to get a cocktail before we head over to the, to the venue because the venue literally was like a half a block. You okay. Know, you could see it from the hotel. You could just sure. there. And, um, and some guy was sitting there eating some fish dinner, you know, okay. and Don all of a sudden, like, I want one of those. <laughs> and so, so he orders up a fish dinner, which was going to take like 20 minutes to, to make to cook or whatever. Right. And, and make it to go. Well, of course, Don's uh, sound guy, Frank, and he goes, Don, we've got to go. We got to go. He goes, I got a dinner coming here, Frank. He goes, it's kind of silly to order dinner like 20 minutes before we have to go to the venue. <laughs> well, I'll be damned if he didn't order that dinner. We walked it over to the venue, and uh, he, of course, he had to get ready and do the show and the meet and greet. And then, you know, he, ended, he never ended up eating it. 
<laughs> nice. It was just like, you know, your eyes are too big for your mm-hmm. stuff. You know? He didn't even take a bite of it. Nothing. Right. Nothing. It, it, <laughs> it, it remained in the, in the, uh, the styrofoam, styrofoam takeout container the whole night. It's <laughs> funny. So he, he didn't even have that. So, uh, regardless of that, the show was done, you know, went well. The venue was really nice. It, they did a, a renovation of this old theater. It was one of those, you know, how like the Akron civic theater is, you know, that old theater, Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. this Robbins theater is like one of those style theaters, but they renovated the whole thing. So it's, it was a really nice looking place. Okay. You know, it's an old venue, but they just upgraded everything in there and repainted and redid everything. So it, it really brought it to life. Very, right. Very nice place. Well, that's cool. For an old, for an old Rust Belt town, that was a nice uh, performance hall. Very good. So uh, next, next Saturday, on next morning, Saturday, all the guys left early because they just knew Don was just going to ride with me. So everybody, you know, got in the. Uh, SUV because the next night was uh, Saturday night was in Fort Wayne. Right. That was like a four hour drive from uh, war- from uh, Warren. Okay. And so uh, I was tasked with driving Don to Fort Wayne. Right. So Pierre's. <clears throat> yep. Pierre's. Yeah. Yep. And um, so George Mahalovic hung out and we uh, met up for coffee and you know shooting the shit and uh, you know we were just waiting for Don to come down and uh waiting for uh oh let me let me back up here a little bit okay uh the night before there were these two there was these two women okay. i'd seen them before i'd seen them at numerous shows well they they're from new york okay and they come to a lot of docking shows and they always hold up these signs we love don blah 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 you know, approximate age 50 okay and uh in fact the one girl she was celebrating her 50th birthday okay my birthday blah 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 so anyway i i was there she corners me hey you're don's handler aren't you (laughs) i said well i'm not his handler i'm his friend well i see you at all the shows you're you're the guy that keeps it keeps us away from him yeah yeah (laughs) and i said well i i've seen you well we saw you at jim thorpe and we saw you at uh you know, we saw you in Maryland and we saw you at this and we saw you at, I said, well, I travel with Don quite a bit. Well, I know, but every time we're around, you keep, you keep us away from him. Yeah. And I said, yeah, for good reason. Yeah. Look at you. It's your dumb sign at 50. <laughs> a couple of kooks. Yeah. So, uh, they, they go, well, let me ask you some questions. How, you know, they, they oh, stop it enough, you know? So, so they were nice enough, but they were just kind of annoying fans. You know what I mean? Right. But Don knew them. He he knew who they were. He he's run across them numerous times over the years, you know. So uh they were just they were just like, Well, you know, it's my birthday and you know, it would just mean so much if I could say hello and this, that and the other. I said, Well, you know what? The best time to catch him is coming back from the venue. Yeah. I, I said, We gotta come back to the venue from the venue, gotta come right through the you know, the lobby here. So uh yeah. that's probably the best yeah. time. Should have told him to roll that sign up like a little, like a cone and then yell, hello. <laughs> so, uh, that's exactly what happened. We got back from the venue and there they were just well, waiting, of course. waiting, you know? So, uh, you know, hardcore fans coming from New York city, New mm. York city that she had the accent, the whole thing, you know? Right. 
But uh, anyway, so uh, Saturday morning, me and George and Taylor were waiting for Don to come down, and George and I were kind of hanging out and chit-chatting and whatever. And uh, so Don came down, and we went to get some coffee, and he goes, Dude, I can't hardly talk. I oh, boy. <laughs> I said, well, you did a lot of talking last night. I know. I should have talked to so many people. I was just like, <laughs> you know. <laughs> So before we left, uh, George was like, you think I can, you know, get some couple pictures and, you know, autograph and stuff with Don and at least talk to him for a minute. I was like, hey, George, you know, come on yeah. over. He may not talk back, but you could talk to him. Right. <laughs> so uh, we uh, said our goodbyes, got in the car, headed toward uh, Fort Wayne. And I basically said, okay no talking on this trip none at all so basically we rode for four hours in jesus you haven't done that since you did the, the trip back from pennsylvania <laughs> right <You're> absolutely <laughs> right total silence <laughs> not a word did you at least have music on or something oh i did i had it on real low okay don was sleeping in the front right seat and taylor was in the back and she was taking a little nap and i'm doing all the driving of course and yeah you know, and no biggie, you know, it, it was, it was fine. I would just, just turned on the music just real low and didn't talk and let him rest. And, you know, so the, the drive went pretty quick. It was a nice day. And, uh, so we get over to the hotel, uh, in, uh, Fort Wayne, get our, you know, get checked in everything. And, um, and Don goes, okay, I think it's nappy time. And, I said, okay, well, we'll see you in a few hours. It was like only like four o'clock, three thirty, four o'clock in the afternoon. Right. And uh, so we got to the room, get all checked in. Taylor's like, man, I'm starting to get hangry. You know, let's go get something to eat. I'm just like, what do you got in mind? And right across the street, basically, was this restaurant called Cork and Cleaver. Okay. Kind of like a, a like a steak restaurant. Yeah. Okay. You know, and so. We leave the room and uh, we walk out of the hotel. And we're going to walk across the street, and uh, there's Don standing outside in the middle of the street smoking a cigarette. <laughs> Jesus! <laughs> so he walked out there, and I go, "What are you doing out here? I thought you were going to bed." He goes, "Dude, after a four-hour ride in the car, he says my ass is asleep. I'm trying to get some feeling back in my." <laughs> he says, "I feel like I'm on pins and needles." nice I was just like okay and so we just were standing out there and you know it was a nice day warm sunny you know it was a pretty decent afternoon and he, he goes what are you guys doing i said well we're gonna go across the street here to this cork and cleaver over here and go get some dinner and he's like well you know i wouldn't mind a cocktail before i take a nap he says i'm just gonna go with you <laughs> okay all right so we just walked across the street and got a table and we're sitting there and looking at the menu and stuff. And uh, the, on the menu for the um, appetizer, they had beef wellingtons. Okay. Wow. And Don is like, beef wellington. He says, man, I haven't had that in years. He said, I, there used to be a place in San Diego. Me and Tom Zutat used to drive down there just to have the beef wellington. Okay. And I said, well, let, let's get some. He goes, well, you know, I don't want to eat too much during the show. I said, well, it's just an appetizer. It's probably just a little just a little taste yeah no i said let's get some so we got this little board with these little beef wellingtons they were only about you know just about that big you know just little beef with a little uh what do you want a pastry around it mm -hmm. and uh don 
you know, had one. And he goes, he goes, this is actually goddamn good. <laughs> <laughs> so there was, there were four of them and I took one, Taylor took one. I said, well, eat the second one. I said, if that's all you're going to eat tonight, eat that. Yeah. So we ate both of those and we were just sitting there shooting the shit. And by this time, miraculously, his voice had come back. Right. You no, know, he wasn't all gravelly anymore. And uh, we were sitting there and then Frank calls and he's like, uh, where, where are you? And he goes, well, we're across the street at the cork and cleaver. You should come over here. They got this great beef. (laughs) (laughs) So Frank comes over and he sits at the table. We're just sitting there and, uh, Taylor had ordered some, uh, some, uh, lobster bisque. Okay. And Don was sitting there and, and, uh, he was having some of the pumpernickel bread that they brought out and they brought the soup out and he looks over at Taylor's soup. And he goes, something about that doesn't look right. He goes, uh, she goes, really? What, what do you think is wrong? And he, and so he takes a piece of bread. He says, you better let me test that for you. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> he, dunks, he dunks his bread in there. He goes, I think it's okay. I think it's okay for me. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. So then I had ordered a prime rib and mm-hmm. I got the prime rib and he looks, he goes, uh, boy, that looks awful rare. And I said, yeah, it's medium rare. And he says, Hmm, I'm not sure if that's cooked right. Let me, let me, uh, <laughs> Jesus, let me check. that for <laughs> So he took a little slice off there and just tasted that. I said, no, I just order a dinner. Yeah. Said, I can't eat before the show. <laughs> well, you wouldn't eat it anyway. You just put it in the styrofoam. That'd be it. <laughs> so then frank so he goes frank you ought to have some of this beef wellington so we ordered up another one of the appetizers with beef wellington and we all had one again you know and uh so don was just like well i think it's time for me to go go take a nap and by this time it was dark right Don was wearing like his black trench coat and stuff and frank says are you going to walk back to the hotel by yourself? And he goes, why? And he says, well, it's dark outside. You're dressed in black and you're not moving so good these days. <laughs> <laughs> and he goes, well, if I get hit by a car, no show tonight. <laughs> nice. <laughs> just, just like that. He's like, yeah, whatever. Yeah. And he, he left, he left the, ho- the, the restaurant and Frank and I and Taylor are sitting there having dinner and Frank had ordered some dinner, some chicken and some, rice and stuff and he finished up his and he gives me the he gives me the dock and corporate card he goes here you put this on the on the card and leave a good tip bring me back the card okay (laughs) and he leaves nice so taylor and i just finished up dinner and you know headed back to the hotel and got ready for the show and we went over to pierre's and uh the bullet boys had opened both these shows both warren and uh and um Fort Wayne and uh, Mark, Mark tore in again, friendly as fuck. That right. <laughs> that guy couldn't be more friendly than anybody I've ever met. Sure. He just, he just is just amped all the time and he's just happy and friendly and good to see you. And I uh, just puts his arm around you. And says, oh, it's so good to see you again. I said, yeah, Mark, I saw you last night. I know bro, but it's so good that you're here again tonight. <laughs> You know, one of those kind of, kind of right. It's just kind of funny, but uh, uh, Corey Taylor or Corey Corey Davies rather, yeah, uh, one of our fans. Mm-hmm. And he's got the son, um, Dockin. He named Dockin, and he yeah. was at the show. Okay, 
and he came up for that from Arkansas and uh, he was out in the audience and you know I brought him back after the show and the the Fort Wayne show went really well you know that's cool you know there was a good crowd and you know it seemed like the guys were having a good time with it and uh, so uh, once again kind of old home week people stopping up and saying hello Ron Keel I think has a daughter okay <laughs> I didn't wasn't aware but she she came out and right. she brought a friend of hers to, to meet Don. And I guess Ron had texted Don and said his daughter was sure. with a friend. And so she came out and I met with her and her friend. And Don was kind enough to take pictures and stuff with them. And, okay. you know, it was just just a, just a very, uh, very laid back situation. But uh, it was just fun. The shows went well. Chris and BJ and John all having a good time, you know. And, uh, so, so the next morning, Sunday time to head out. So I assumed everybody was going to the airport together because they had this big SUV. Right. And, uh, you know, I had talked to Don the night before and he's just like, oh, you know, it's always good to have you out with me and I'll see you, uh, you know, I'll see you, maybe I'll have you come out, uh, before the end of the year or something like that. And I said, I'll see you in the morning. So I'll, I'll see you guys off. So uh, I get a text at like um, 9.30. Hey, bro, can you take me to the airport? <laughs> <laughs> and I was just like, yeah, no problem. What, when do you want to leave? He says, oh, around 10-ish or so. Well, everybody had already booked out. They'd wow. all, they all left. <laughs> you know, it left on, you know. So it's like, well, you're, you're, you're the caretaker. What time was the flight? Weren't well, they all going to the same place? Well, they were. But they, ha I guess, because they had their the, the guitars and you oh, know the equipment with them, and they had yeah. to, and they had to uh, return the rental car and all this. Okay, they left, they left early, you know. And yeah, like yeah, no problem. You know, the airport was like twenty minutes away, and uh, so so uh, I said, okay. I said we'll meet you in the lobby. So Taylor and I are in the lobby. It's like. 10, 10 minutes after 10, I and then my phone rings and it's Don and I go, What's up? He goes, Dude, I am so sick. I am so sick. I said, What's the matter with you? He goes, He goes, I don't know. I I went down to that food bar this morning and I and I had some orange juice and stuff and I and I think there was something wrong with it. It didn't taste right. Now I feel sick. Oh boy. He goes, You got some Alka Seltzer or something, you know? And Alka Seltzer. Because he said his stomach was burning and it was all upset and right. you know, so I went up to his room and I, and, uh, I said, well, let me see what I can find. And nobody in the hotel had anything, but fortunately the hotel was right there in a shopping plaza. So there was like a Walmart right across the okay. parking lot. So I went over there and was able to pick up some Alka-Seltzer and bring it up. And I walked up to his room and he's laying on the bed with his head hanging off the bed. <laughs> <laughs> What's wrong with you? He says, Dude, I drank some of that orange juice or something. My stomach is burning. I feel like I'm going to throw up. He says, he says I, I, I think there was just something wrong with that. He says, I was fine this morning, but then after I had that stuff, now I feel sick. So uh, he took some Alka-Seltzer, and we're just sitting there and trying to get his stomach to calm down. And uh, apparently it worked because he was just like, all right. He says, I think I'm okay. I just hope I don't throw up in your car. Yeah, so do you. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, we got him. Uh, we got him situated and dropped him off at the uh, Fort Wayne Airport. Okay. 
and uh, got him off and then Taylor and I headed back back home Sunday so it was kind of a whirlwind thing my nephew came out to the show Saturday night okay and uh he, you know he hung out with us and he always has a good time and then we stopped through and had lunch with him Sunday afternoon and uh just shot the shit with him and kind of caught up a little more than what we were able to the night before and then uh wrapped up the day and I got Taylor back home downtown Chicago and came back home and I just crashed. I'll bet. <laughs> it was like four 30 in the afternoon. And I just, I got home. I fell asleep. Didn't wake up till six o'clock in the morning. <laughs> like, oh man. That's a, that's a whirlwind weekend. Yeah. Okay. Did you have to work Monday or no? Oh yeah, of course. Okay. <laughs> of course. Yep. <clears throat> so light life on the road. Yeah. No kidding. You can have it. Yeah, it was, you know, it's always fun. It's interesting. There's all kinds of goofy stuff, but it, it was good to see all the people that came out. Sure. And, you know, glad to uh, have seen everybody and everybody seemed to have a good time and everyone was in real good spirits. And, you know, it's always good to hang out with uh, the guys in Dokken and, you know, see my friends and, you know, it's just, uh, it's just a little, like a little community, you know? Sure. Yeah. Well, that's fun. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's fun. Fun weekend. At yeah, it at least it's not boring. No, it certainly wasn't boring. There was nothing boring about it. It was it was just fun. Just you know, again, the the Warren show was fun because of all the people who came out, sure, and uh, visited, and like I said, seeing Mikey and uh, his family, and you know, seeing George was cool, and you know, it was uh, it was a good time. Right. Well, that's cool, man. Yeah, Sounds like a good weekend. It was. It was. I tried to not to draw the draw the picture out too long, but it, yeah. you know that's four days. Yeah, well, it sounds like we both a, a vacation from the show. Well done. <laughs> that's why I always look forward to coming back and you know doing something that's uh, more familiar. Sure. Because you never know what's going to happen. Uh, you know when you're out there on the road, just all kinds of goofy circumstances. Yeah. Well, good times. Yep. So uh, the boys in Dockin wrapping up 2023 tonight at the Whiskey tonight. Okay. So that's it for the live shows for 2023. Yeah, everybody's starting to wind down now. Yep. It's over because they played Las Vegas last night and played. they're playing at the Whiskey uh, in West Hollywood tonight, and that's it for the year. Yeah. I think Eric said, too, they only have a few more. Yeah. I guess there's only a few more weekends left in the year, really. Oh, we're we're a month away from the new year. Oh, it's crazy, isn't it? Jesus. Yeah. Seems like we just did a show where we said, hey, it's the beginning of the month. <laughs> well, I, I'm I've got plenty of downtime between now and the, the end of the year, so I'm gonna start working on some of the things you and I've been talking about because now I can kind of get my get a focus. Okay. Because uh I, I didn't burn up as much vacation time as as i had coming to me so i'm getting it all in before the end of the year so all i right. a couple of stretches there where i got five and six days off in a row all right so just take some time and yep pen to paper so to speak yeah <laughs> so uh try to try to focus and and not you know be so consumed with other things and right try to get get something done i hear you yeah so Anyway, that's it. That's that's life on the road. It's uh, you know, four days and you know, seven hundred miles later. <laughs> nice. Yeah, countdown to my birthday too. That's right. 
Yeah, I already got that planned out. My my good friend Sal has invited me out for a Christmas dinner. So uh, I am getting, I and believe it or not, Chris, because because it is my big 60th birthday. Well, yes. I hate to say that. But uh, because my good friend Sal has been so gracious as to invite uh, me out to dinner for Christmas birthday mm-hmm. downtown, uh, I I am getting a luxury suite for uh, Christmas Eve and Christmas Day downtown Chicago at the Pendry. Yes. Wow! I'm going to stay at the Pendry for two nights in a luxury suite. Will you be taking your luxury guns to protect you? <laughs> Unfortunately, I can't take my guns downtown. <laughs> <laughs> No, I figure if I'm in the I'm in the hotel or or whatever, you know, it, it'll be it'll be fine. Right, it but, should be. But uh, yeah, I, I'm going to uh, spend uh, Christmas Eve and Christmas Day uh, at, in a uh, suite downtown and have dinner with uh, the lovely Taylor and Sal. Fun. And uh, who knows what else? Yeah, I'm sure you find something. Oh, I'm sure there's always something to do. Hell yeah. So uh, anyway. Uh, that's, that's how I'm going to spend my Christmas this year. Or my, my birthday fun. Well, you're thinking way further in advance than me. Believe me. I, I have to think in advance because if you don't make plans in ahead, by the time that time gets, it's just like, well, there's no room. There's no room at the end, sir. Yeah. You have to sleep in the stable. That's true. <laughs> yeah. I don't even know for sure what I'm doing for Thanksgiving. That's I'm, Thursday. I, I, don't, I don't either. <laughs> I I'm 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 off Wednesday through Monday. Right. Yeah, so I got uh, got a few days there to hang out too, so very good. We'll see. We'll see. All right. Well, we kind of dragged this out long enough. That's good. There's no we problem. Back, because we are back. We are the road dogs. We are. We're back. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, if you want to get a request in, you can send your request at request at the classic metal show.com request at the classic metal show.com. And I'll be glad to try to shoehorn it in there for you if I have the time. But, uh, before that, I will let you pick a tune and take us out of this segment. So what shall we play, sir? Um, let's go. I've been listening to jet boy all this week. Cause Eric and I talked to Billy Rowe from jet boy on Mon- right. Monday. I think was he stomping down on the bricks. He was, he was, he was feeling the shake as they say, but I would like to hear the bullfrog pond. Okay. From damnation. All right. Uh, damned nation. That's right. All right. And, uh, what, uh, what brought that to mind? What, what, what comes to mind? I just listened to a lot of Jet Boy getting ready for the for the interview, and um, and that song I wasn't real familiar with. I was like, "All right, that's pretty good." I'll, it's a dumb name, but pretty good song. All right, well, fair enough. All Reminded right. me of Rick Rule. Okay, Every Mother's Nightmare. Exactly. All right, well, we're gonna play a few tunes. We'll come back. We'll do some more stuff. So uh, here it is. It's uh, Jet Boy from the Damned Nation release with uh, Bullfrog Pond exclusively here on your classic metal show.
Hey everybody, it's Chris Aiken from all the shows and wanted to share with you one of my other passions other than music. That, of course, being coffee. Anybody that's listened to me knows that I love coffee. And I have found another great brand, ladies and gentlemen, that you guys need to check out. Simply named, no gimmicks to it at all. It's just coffee brand coffee. It's fantastic coffee. And I am not kidding you. They have everything that you would possibly want. Their coffee is excellent. I like the roaster's choice, but they have the pumpkin spice and all that other stuff, all the flavored stuff that you might like. Uh, they've got K-Cups for you. They've got cold brews. They offer tea. They've got cocoa. They literally have everything that you would want. So if you're looking for a great coffee, if you don't want to just settle for the crap that they sell you at the grocery store, this is another fine alternative. Coffee brand coffee. Just go to www.bit.ly slash CMS coffee. One more time, bit.ly slash CMS coffee and use the coupon code CMSPN to save a little bit of money and you can get some of the best coffee that is available today. So one more time, it is coffee brand coffee. We love it here at the Classic Metal Show and you will too. So get some today, folks. Coffee brand coffee. 